Hey everyone, Saltgrass Steakhouse is now open in Mishawaka. Wrangle up the crew and head down to Saltgrass Mishawaka for an unforgettable experience. Sink your teeth into mouth-watering char-grilled, certified Angus beef steaks. Sip on ice-cold craft cocktails. And don't forget to try the famous Spicy Range Rattlers, all made daily in the Scratch Kitchen. Start making delicious memories at Saltgrass Mishawaka, 5126 North Main Street, across from Lazy Boy Furniture Galleries. Dine with us today. Our Notre Dame home game Saturday continues with WSBT Game Day. Live from Ivy Court Inn and Suites, here is your host, Evan Sharpley. This is the Game Day Show with Evan Sharpley live from Ivy Court Inn and Suites. It's a beautiful fall day as we prep for a high-profile matchup this evening as the Fighting Irish take on the Stanford Cardinals. Notre Dame's jumped out to a 4-0 start to the season, but won three of those games by just eight or fewer points. Granted, among those contests, the Fighting Irish had a game against then number 14 and uh, ranked Michigan and hosted an underrated Vanderbilt team, but also only beat Ball State 24-16. So each of those games had senior Brandon Winbush as the starting quarterback, but that changed last week in week four at Wake Forest, where head coach Brian Kelly handed the reins to junior Ian Book versus the Demon Deacons, and that decision paid off. Through the first three weeks of the season, Notre Dame's offense has only averaged 23.3 points per game, but put up 56 points with Book as the man under center. Though it's a small sample size. Kelly has stated, though, it could vary week to week as who starts at quarterback, making it very interesting for us, the fans, to see who's going to run out there today. On the season, Wimbush has completed just 55.3% of his pass attempts, throwing four interceptions to just one touchdown, and has not passed over 300 yards in a game yet. Last week, Book went 25 for 34, completing over 70% for, uh, 70% of his passes for 325 yards, two touchdowns, Three rushing touchdowns, no interceptions. Uh, the Fighting Irish will need a repeat performance from Book or Winbush today to get past Stanford. Uh, the biggest area of concern for the Cardinals has been senior running back Bryce Love. The 2017 Heisman finalist is averaging just 4.3 yards per carry. Stanford does head into week five here in South Bend with a perfect 4-0 ranking, including two wins over ranked opponents. The Cardinals have a remarkable defense, only allowing 10 or fewer points for the first three weeks of the season, but then surrendered 31 to the high-octane offense of the Oregon Ducks last week. Although Stanford allows opponents to move the ball, they rank 57th in the nation in yards per game. Its red zone defense has only given up six scores, six touchdowns the whole season. So Stanford did show tremendous heart in week four over Oregon. The Cardinals trailed the Ducks 24-7 at half, but battled back in the second half to outscore Oregon 24-7, pushing the game into overtime and then just needed two plays to seal the victory. K.J. Costello, the quarterback for Stanford, has gone over 1,000 yards so far this season, 20 most in the NCAA with 10 touchdowns and three interceptions. It should be a fantastic matchup in South Bend today, this weekend, as the teams play for the Legends Trophy, one of my favorite trophies. A relic made of half California Redwood and half Irish Crystal. We have a great show lined up for you. And while my regular partner in crime, State Farm Agent Tim Growl, is not here this week, we're excited and ready for kickoff. If you're in or around the area, uh, Ivy Court Inn Suites, please stop by and check us out. As always, we have Fisher's Tips and Chips Barbecue. We have some great guests lined up. We're never quite sure who's going to show up. We're glad 
some people did show up today. <laughs> and we've got two great guests to kick off our show. we got Ross Browner uh, and Willie Townsend. Ross, how are you today? Hey, even uh, dude, fantastic. <laughs> fantastic. Any I feel like you always this? bring some really good weather hey, when you hey, show up. Hey, this is beautiful weather. I mean, it's football <laughs> weather. We're ready to hit. We're ready to hit. <laughs> well, hey, tell us a little bit when you come back in town. I know there's some things going on last night we spoke about a little bit. What would yeah. you what'd you guys uh, have uh, dialed up last night? Well, we were at the Minogram Club. And uh, we had about like 70 players. Is that the Chivarelli Lounge? Uh, no, no, no. no, no. Oh, okay. That's, that's, that's in the stadium. All right. No, that's okay. in Joyce Center. <laughs> Joyce Center. And, you know, we had a great time <laughs> because we had 70 of the guys back. Uh, a lot of guys we have not seen for 45 years. So, wow. you know, getting back together was just a great joy and a great pleasure. And, boy, we, we've got a lot of teammates that passed. And so we made sure we remembered everybody. Uh, Air Parsegian, of course. And, uh, you know, just, just we were just having a great camaraderie and just seeing each other and being national champs at 73. You know, that's a special group. <laughs> Absolutely. You guys are showing off a little of the bling with the rings on oh, right yeah, now. Yeah, I'm, I'm showing off my Super Bowl. But, I've just I've but, just got my, my wedding ring. That was oh, it. Your wedding <laughs> ring. Okay, okay, all right. He's claimed. He's claimed, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> well, hey, guys, we appreciate you taking some time. We're always we always love to hear the stories. And, and, and Willie, let's start with you. Kind of your path, um, you know, to Notre Dame. Your experience there, the connection, all of those things. We love to hear those stories. Well, I, I came out of Hamilton, Ohio, and I came to Notre Dame as and back in the 1969-70 time frame. And I played. I was recruited to play wide receiver, and I played here uh, for a number of years. And then also, I got. Uh, convinced by Digger Phelps to play basketball for him, you know, and so it was fun. It was a great time. We got uh, to go to NIT. We finished second in NIT one year, and then in in football, I got the chance to play for the national championship against Alabama. I mean, it was just an awesome time. I've had a great time playing here. I had a great time getting an education here. I have an engineering degree from this place, and uh, although at my end of my career time frame, uh, at 68, I'm teaching teaching kids how to do math you know and it's a great time uh uh they they're loving it my classrooms are pretty exciting and very engaging and the kids just love me and they come back and talk talk to me about about being in my classroom willie we'll get back to kind of what led you to then being a teacher but we always ask former players first they always have a story say about lou holtz or era I'm interested. Do you have any Digger Phelps stories for us? <laughs> uh, well, you know, being the football player that played basketball, the only one that I can remember is uh, I had an opportunity to play against UCLA, the Bill Walton era. And uh, I remember going down the basketball court after stealing a pass from Bill Walton. We didn't, didn't score a lot of points, but I remember stealing a pass. And I think we scored on that play. And uh, Bill... On the way back down the floor, he decided that he was going to deliver a blow to me in the chest. <laughs> it wasn't hard. It was just a tap or whatever. And then I looked at him, and then uh, I put him in. The ball went up, and I rebounded him, and I hipped him out, boxed him out, and locked him into the band, which used to be right underneath the basket, not there anymore. <laughs> and, uh, you know, and of course, Mr. Holt wouldn't said, hey, you know, you know, you got to get those football players off the court. And <laughs> <laughs> this is the game day show with Evan Sharpley on your home for Fighting Irish Football, 96.1 FM, 960 WSBT. We're sitting down right now with Ross Browner, Browner and, uh, and Willie Townsend right now and uh, talking about memories um, dating back to their time here um, on, on the field, 
on the court a little bit here too. Right. You mentioned uh, the engineering degree. You talked about being a teacher now. What was the path that, that led you to where you are currently um, from the academic side? You hear all the time it's a 40-year decision. Four for 40 has been uh, a, a huge recruiting ploy um, for all athletes that have been on campus now. Talk to us about your experience with that. My experience is that uh, my engineering degree from here led me to do a lot of things. It gave me an opportunity to have a, an education that dealt with logic and organization and being able to spread my ideas out in terms of coming up with creative ways to do business. I've worked for General Motors. I worked for Ford Motor Company in that time frame. I've engineered mechanical things. I've engineered electrical things. I worked for KitchenAid for a long time as an engineer and also as a quality control manager. I've run a power plant on the Ohio River. (laughs) And all that's generated as a result of me being an engineer because I understand logic and systems and how they work. And that all helped out. And uh, uh, my last job before I ended up going to California, because that's where I live right now, uh, this company hired me to come in and to uh, do a system analysis. I, I'm an efficiency kind of expert mm-hmm. kind of guy, and so I did an efficiency on this plant that they were they had in California that was not doing very well, and they asked me to do that. And after I did the efficiency expert, they asked the efficiency on it. They said, "Hey, you know, why don't you stay and be the plant manager?" So that's how I ended up in California, and I've been there for a while. Plant changed hands, company changed hands. And I decided I'm a people person. I know what I am. And when they changed hands, I said, I'm out of here. You know, you guys got it. So then I started being a teacher. My son, who is here all right, with me the game today, and uh, he went to the Air Force Academy. And so on his way there, I was going to teach him, but uh, be his teacher, but he didn't want me at the school. <laughs> you know, he said, that's the wrong place. You can't, that. You can't be a teacher at the school where I am. Yeah. Yeah. But my daughter didn't care. She's uh, She also graduated as well. And... So, you know, my engineering degree here has allowed me to do a whole lot of different things. And those things I bring into the classroom where I am now and to help engage the students because that's really what we're looking for. Trying to get the students to be more involved with their own education, learning things that can help them to be a part of society. It sounds like the degree obviously opened up front doors, side doors, windows, mm-hmm. um, and, and you hear this a lot of times too, um, the kind of the Notre Dame moment, and it sounds like you know, you've know you experienced that in a number of different levels, and now as a teacher too, and, yeah. and Ross, maybe you can speak to that a little bit too, is you know, outside of the, the athletic aspect, yes. um, the doors that this university has opened long term, and maybe you know what your Notre Dame moment was. Well, um yeah, of course, you know, our education, you know, and, I, and I, even when I was getting drafted, I was in economics uh, class, taking a test, <laughs> and they said, well, where were you at? I was in an economics class, we go to, we, you know, we go to our classes, and we want to pass, and we want to graduate, and that's what I did. I graduated in arts and letters, and in economics, and um, it has taken me very far, because anytime I'm interviewing or going to any type of uh, uh, prep, prep, you know, just getting in there trying to get a job, they always say, where did you graduate from? I said, Notre Dame. They said, okay, that now, <laughs> now we can talk, okay? And it's always made a difference of just talking to uh, hirers and uh, just knowing that they graduated and being able to tell people about the experience at Notre Dame and the education that you get. I think everybody's so thrilled to hear that 99% of our athletes graduate. And that's not, that's still the best across the board. And we Pretty were remarkable. coming out. That was the best across the board. That's the reason why I chose Notre Dame, because of the graduation percentage of athletes. And then, moving on from there, of course, you know, playing for Notre Dame as a freshman, 
and being in the first class as a freshman to play, you know, Luther Bradley and I starting on first team. <laughs> and boy, I tell you what, that was a thrill because Willie and all the guys, Mike and everybody that was on the team that were older classmates and all, they all took us in and really understood that we were good players too and they allowed us to play. And with our play and their play, it just made us into champions. So let's we're really let's let's about talk that. about you know playing for championships. Um, yeah. What what was you know what was that like? What was uh, the message? What was going on in the locker room? The practice, you know, f- from the coaching staff. What was their message? Um, and, and maybe at what point during the season did you know like we've got something special here? Well, I think we had something special from the very beginning. Um, what was going on? With within the the team itself, the players themselves, we were we were relaxed. We had a great time together. We trusted each other. We had a job to do. Each one of us had a job to do, and we weren't able to go do our jobs. We were able to do our jobs, knowing that the person next to us who had a job to do, they were going to do their job. And all of that came together with camaraderie. That all that came together with all of us focusing on what needed to be done. And uh, on a on a game day. We were all were zoned in. We knew what we needed to do, and we did it. And we knew when. I don't know when we knew when. I just knew we would thought at the beginning of the season. <laughs> game we by gonna, game. We're gonna be, we're gonna be a great group of guys that enjoyed the game, and we all enjoyed the game. And going game by game, it was almost like you, know, you felt the intensity, you felt the energy, and you were hitting that play like a champion today. When we had, we're going out the locker room, okay, we playing like a champ today, baby. And that's and this one of those type of things that just carried on with the whole team. I mean, to the last player. You know, if anybody went down, we were ready to go in. I mean, if anybody uh, did anything out there, we were ready to get behind them. Don't worry about that. If it's a fumble or something like that, don't worry about that. we got the next play to worry about. And I think with that camaraderie and everything, we just built each other's spirit and, and playing ability. You're listening to the Game Day Show with Evan Sharpley. We're live at Ivy Court Inn & Suites, sitting down with Ross Browner, Willie Townsend right now, talking some football. Um, Let's bring it to today. You know, we've got, we've got a 4-0 Notre Dame football team right now, a 4-0 Stanford team. Uh, we talked about you guys maybe didn't necessarily know an exact moment, but you kind of feel it, and it was a week-by-week thing. Talk to us about this year's team, Ross, and maybe some aspects that you see for a positive future and potentially a college football playoff at the end of the year. Well, I tell you what, I'm, I'm really excited about our team, and now we found two quarterbacks. And so... Uh, I think a lot of people across the whole country are using two quarterback systems. We used to use just one, you know, because we always say, hey, you're a starter. You're going to go uh, <laughs> from depth to finish. You know? Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, but um, right now having two quarterbacks, I think is really good for the team. They're young. And, uh, and I tell you what, we got a good defense. I like our defense. I finally like the scheme. A little attitude, like, too. Oh, yeah, huh? that's yeah. what I like about it. I, and they're going after people. And they're not just waiting. It's just sitting, I mean, I love them attacking because we were attack defense. And um, we just wanted to see some more progress on the defensive side. Now we're seeing more progress on the offensive side. So I think uh, Coach Kelly has a good uh, combination with both of those quarterbacks. One's a good schemer. One's a good passer, so, you know, I think he's going to have a good combination. He's probably going to go week to week, 
to find out what kind of defense they're going to go up against. So that gives them a little bit of an added advantage because that team has to prepare against them. They have to prepare for two quarterbacks instead of one. What's your guess today? Who's running out there and starting? Well, uh, book. Because <laughs> <laughs> we got to score some I, more points. Well, I think, I think he'd have a tough time after throwing for 300 last right, week and right. not being able to get the start. <laughs> well, what have you been your thoughts so far four games into the season? Uh, I agree with Ross. I, I think that uh, Notre Dame offense now has some significant depth because they have depth in quarterbacks that they can run on the field and, and let them play. Each quarterback has his own strength. And I think that it helps out a heck of a lot on, on offense because, you, like Ross has said, you got to scheme for two different quarterbacks. And the two different quarterbacks have two different skills they're bringing to the game. That makes it a little harder on defense. Um, Defensive-wise, from Notre Dame, I mean, they're just tough. I just enjoy watching them play defense. Even though I was an offensive player, I enjoy watching them play defense. Uh, they're very strong. They're very capable. Although uh, Stanford has some, some big, tall deep tight ends, I think we'll be able to contend with them. That's going to be something that Stanford's going to throw at us, I know, and we just, from a defensive standpoint, we got to be ready for it. Ross, I'm interested. You, you said that on your teams, there was usually one quarterback. Were there any teams outside of, or teams that you played that had two quarterbacks where you had to prepare for, or was it usually just one? Um, There's a couple. Like, Clemson had a couple. Um, I think Alabama had a couple. And then, uh, well, there's a couple other ones, like uh, North Carolina and... Um, let me think who else was that back then was uh, Purdue. How would that how would that change then your weekly prep? Well, um, there's so many plays that you can prepare for for one quarterback, and then you have to prepare for the other style of the other quarterback. And so we had to do both both at one time. And uh, so our scout team had to run certain plays for this quarterback, and then we had a, another quarterback on scout team that could run the, the option or the triple option and all that type of thing. Uh, so you had to prepare both ways. But when they got into the game, you were prepared to play that game no matter who was in the game. Well, we're going to take a quick break. I know, Ross, you're going to go grab some Fisher's Tips and Chips barbecue, I believe. Yeah. yeah. And oh, then yeah. we're going to love grab, we're gonna it, grab Willie's brother, <laughs> and we're going to sit down with, uh, with Mike and Willie and talk a little bit more football. Uh, make sure you guys uh, continue to tune in to WSBT's Game Day Show. I'm your host, Evan Sharpley. I'm Ross Brunner, and I'd like for you to meet some of my friends when we get together on Saturday afternoons and have a little bit of fun. The Game Day Show is brought to you by Budweiser. Great times are waiting. Grab some buds. Carmela's at McCree's, your post-game dining destination, and McCree's Italian Bakery for all your tailgating needs. Eddie Street Commons at Notre Dame. Come dine, shop, and enjoy the merchants at Eddie Street Commons. Edward Jones, making sense of investing. Contact Ryan Hale in South Bend or Jerry Hunt in South Bend as well. Food Bank of Northern Indiana. Together, we can stop hunger. Learn more at feedindiana.org and golfstreamcoach.com. Looking for exceptional trainees to learn the RV business. This is the Game Day Show. I'm your host, Evan Sharpley. We're live from Ivy Court Inn and Suites, just across from the linebacker. We're hanging out talking some football. We have Ross Browner. We have Mike and Willie Townsend here. And we have the ever-delicious Fisher's Tips and Chips Barbecue. For anyone that wants to stop by, I have still offered to have an eating contest. (laughs) No one has taken me up on that yet. (laughs) Ross Browner right now is busy signing some autographs. So we're going to talk to Mike and uh, and Willie Townsend right now. Uh, You guys have a pretty unique story. Um, I don't know who wants to go first. 
the I'll elder let my or the younger. Brother, I was just saying. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, brother. Hey, uh, no, yeah, we we both uh, from Ohio, uh, and um, we came here. I came here first, uh, and then I recruited my brother to come here to Notre Dame. <laughs> what uh, was your recruiting pitch? <laughs> it was simple. My mom said, "Notre Dame with you." You know, I can't make anything simpler than that. <laughs> Is there anything you want to add? No, was, well, that, was it, it pretty clear cut like that? No, it wasn't that clear cut. I actually um, had lived in the um, the background of my older brothers, my older two brothers, my older my oldest brother Peyton. He was playing basketball, and that was his game. And my brother Willie was exceeding in, in f- football. So I was, no matter which sport I did, I was the younger brother. They didn't even know my first name. So uh, it was. Uh, uh, so I wanted to develop my own personality. So. I he has had, that. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, uh, I wanted, I had curtailed it down to two schools, Purdue <laughs> and Notre Dame. And um, I wanted to go to Purdue, the reason why, because it was co-ed back then and, and uh, still is. And Notre Dame wasn't co-ed. So, you know, I was, I grew up in a co-ed schooling. And I felt that in order for me to continue to be successful, I need to be in a co-ed school. <laughs> so Notre Dame was the second choice, but uh, end up as uh, my brother said, my mother said, you need to go to the one school. <laughs> Did you use St. Mary's as a recruiting pitch? Oh no, c- couldn't do that. Couldn't do that back then. I actually, it- I actually graduated from uh, St. Mary's. Mary's. Oh yeah, <laughs> oh, man, no, that's fantastic. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, we we actually got the girls that, that I think it was. Uh, Two years into the into the school, girls became part of the Notre Dame tradition here. So uh, it was nice. It was nice. Then. Yes. So, it, yeah. yeah the, the adding of the, the female is <laughs> as if it was a, is a gift from God. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I have, we have lots of stories to tell behind that between my brother and some of his friends. <laughs> so, Mike, what, what was what was the experience? You know, I, you know, my brother and I we both attended Notre Dame too. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was on the baseball team. I was able to play with him. You know, I played with him. Um, growing up in high school and then he walked on the football team after I was gone he walked on as a senior um, what was it like playing and, and, and being brother. on campus with your brother yeah it's uh, you couldn't ask for a better set because whenever you had an issue or concern you always had someone you could go up and talk to um, having having my brother here made it a lot more fun and enjoyable both from academic as well as from just playing sports um, the reason, the reason why I came here was because of him, yes, but also because of what the education I could get out after four, four years. I knew that my degree at Notre Dame could go. I could go anywhere, open any door, and do things like that. That was the biggest draw for my brother way back when because when we was just little kids, 10 and 11 years old, he said, I'm going to Notre Dame. <laughs> That's what he said. And I said, you crazy. <laughs> yeah, well, they think of me that way sometimes. <laughs> did, did you grab an engineering degree too? <laughs> no, I, I actually grabbed a math degree. So, uh, but the fact... So you're his substitute teacher. Yeah, 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 yeah there you go. <laughs> <laughs> he just hasn't made it to California. Yet. <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, let's let's you know we we asked Ross and we asked Willie a little bit about this year's team. Uh, Notre Dame's four zero. Have a big matchup tonight against Stanford. Um, what have you seen from this team so far? Uh, what have you liked? What are some areas you think they can continue to improve? Uh, in all, in, they got a great team. They really got a phenomenal group of athletes that that are both. Uh, systematically good academically systematically good from an intelligence last standpoint and they got great skills 
Uh, that makes a great team. All those ingredients, if you fuel them right and it gets focused, you could you could actually wipe the board with the rest of the teams. So if they are focused and and have it consistently going when they playing teams such as this, uh, someone like Stanford or so like they did um, last week when they was playing a, a, a very good team and all of a sudden all the Pistons were firing correctly. And when they're firing correctly, you could you could score 50, 60 points with a very good team with a lot of skill that's focused and. The things that have impressed me mostly is their defense, which causes my it's my love. Um, <laughs> but um, also, the offense has impressed me over the last two two weeks. They have ca- came together as a team. The offenses line are doing their things. The wide receivers are ca- catching the ball. The quarterbacks and ha- halfbacks are run- running the ball, and they're completing passes on a consecutive basis. When you're doing those things, you can systematically walk down a very good team. And you can systematically stay with a very good team to the breaks come your way, and then you can take over. Mike, is there a guy on defense that's caught your eye? <laughs> Julian Love. You get that number. You get that number twenty-seven jersey yet? <laughs> uh, I, I've watched Julian Love for three years, and he is a very good defensive back. Very good defensive back, and I said when he was a freshman that he's the one guy I feel can break. The record that still exists today, and I uh, think it belongs to me. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, Mike and Willie, uh, we love sitting here talking. Um, this is the Game Day Show with Evan Sharpley. We're live at Ivy Corden in Suites. Uh, we talked a little bit uh, during the last break on how much campus has changed, um, the, diff- the different projects, uh, the Campus Crossroads project. Right now, there's a new indoor facility mm-hmm. uh, that's that's being built too. Have you, Will? Have you? Did you have a chance to kind of walk around campus this weekend so far and check some of those things out? Yes, I did. I I, uh, I came in um, uh, Friday morning early, and my son drove me up from uh, Indianapolis, where I where I flew into, and I got a chance to walk the entire campus. He and I walked around, and things are so different. You know, when when we were here. It was like well over 3,000 students here. Now there's like 12,000. You know, it, it's so different, and it has grown and changed and evolved. Uh, you know, I hardly recommend. My son has been here he's, several times already. He, he was here for the Michigan game, him and his wife, and uh, they were here last year a couple times. And so he says, oh, Dad, we got to go over here. we got to do it. This is no longer over there, Dad. <laughs> this is over here. So, so, you know, it's been about three years since I've been back. Uh, and so it, it has evolved something huge. But the, the nice thing about Notre Dame is all the buildings do look alike. Yeah. And that's nice. And that makes a very, very, very beautiful campus. Mike, any new spots jumping uh, out to you? I, I, oh, think, I think for most people, you know, the grotto, the basilica, those are, right. you know, those yeah. are always going to yeah. be standards. But yeah. as, as we continue to see what the university yeah. is doing, they're expanding, you know, they're building new athletic facilities. Um, what they've done to the stadium even right. is, is Never, pretty that's unique. Very true. Very and they've true. done a good job, in my mind, of still uh, preserving a lot of the tradition uh, right. that yes. people enjoy. Meanwhile, trying to promote and expand right. to the next generation of athletes that are trying to come here too. What's what stuck out to you on campus? As always is, you know, touchdown Jesus and, and the way they have placard that is as a way the center spot for the for the campus. Evan, I, I is I'm amazed and I'm just happy that my brother's here when I'm here. <laughs> I, it's been such a long time since we both have been here together. But it, it's it's really enjoyable to come back to the campus and see some of the small modifications they do as well as the larger modifications that engulf what they are trying to 
evolve for all the students that are coming here, both athlete and academia. Um, they have created, from the time we, we were here, uh, a great atmosphere, continue to improve upon that. They've done things that make sure that Notre Dame still stands as a, uh, on the pinnacle of higher education and, and a great tradition and ability to, to garner what are your wares as far as skills, both you could be football, basketball, baseball, softball, whatever. You can develop those skills and develop as a human being and be a. And so when you leave here, you're better than whence you came, and you can go out into the world and do a fantastic job, no matter what you do. Guys, Notre Dame's sitting here 4 0 right now. Big game against Stanford. They win today. You're looking at the rest of the schedule. It's a very winnable schedule moving forward. Um, you guys are wearing the 73 national champion hats. They look great. I don't have one of those. You know, <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> let's, let's, let's take it back to that experience. And, Mike, we'll start with you on, on what, is, what does that feel like? You know, I mean, um, to, to experience that, and especially, too, for a fan base right now that wants one so bad. Um, number one, let's, let's take it to your experience on, on talking through that and then could that happen this year? <laughs> okay. Uh, Evan, from the standpoint of, yes, uh, that that's a unique experience. It evolves throughout the year, just like they're evolving as a team. We had some very tough moments in our, in our game. Michigan State game, we won by uh, four points. Um, somebody stole the pass and ran it back and <laughs> saved that game. Uh, but there was the other people playing as well. But that, that was just You weren't lying about that personality, <laughs> no, huh? No, no, told you. <laughs> it does out. <laughs> you, I, mean, I think you, you probably got to have that playing defensive back, though, right? I mean, yeah, yeah, you didn't have to do that's that. Why, that's why. <laughs> but, you know, we evolved as a team, and, 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 and as, we, as the season progressed, we realized that we were special. We was a bunch of misfits. Let's be honest. It was a bunch of misfits. And the one iota that kept us all constant was Coach Parsegian and his coaching staff. They kept us focused. And as each game evolved, Coach Parsegian hit on the high points that made us tick. And as the season went on, his pregame suggestion of drive to get out there and play got shorter and shorter and shorter. National championship against, against Alabama. I don't think he spoke 30 seconds. You guys were dialed in. <laughs> he was very dialed in. <laughs> and at that point, he knew he knew what, what he had. So taking that back to what, what they're doing this year, they have it. That's what I see. They have it. They have it amongst their offense. They have it amongst the defense. And they have it also on the si- sideline. And that's where it really takes in. Those guys on the sideline are part of the team. We just met last night for our 45th year anniversary. That group that was on the sideline was just as proud as us who's out there playing to be part of the 45th year of a national championship. And that you can't take away from them no matter what you do in the rest of their life. They got that. And we got that as a team. And that's special. And you just can't. I don't know. Okay. How much money you make? You can't match that. Well, you're listening to the Game Day Show with Evan Sharpley on your home for Fighting Irish Football. We're sitting down with Willie and Mike Townsend, 73 National Championships. You talked about the message that the era preached and coached. Mm-hmm. Willie, talk to us a little bit about that, what it meant then as a player, and kind of how that's transcended time for a lot of you guys. Um, the things that I remember the most about era was his, his short, to-the-point messages. 
Um, on game day, you're ready. And you know you're ready. You don't have to have somebody give you a two-minute present speech on getting motivated. When you show up, you're ready. And Era had that little bit of message that he would tweet, give to you that would just put you over the top. Because you show up, you put that uniform on, that's too late. You got to arrive ready, you know. And, and it, it, it's a message that that people that are focused on what they're trying to do, they arrive ready. They don't wait till they get there to get ready. And that's the one thing that I think, and Michael's alluded to, and so is Ross, about this team. We were ready to play. We arrived on the football field. We arrived at the football stadium. We were ready to go at it. And we were focused on and zoned in on what was going on. And ERA's messages, great messages. They were short. And as Michael said, they got shorter and shorter and shorter because we knew what we had to do. We were focused on the task at hand. And, and, and then I think that those messages addressed pushing us over the top. And that's, that's, that's how I think of ERA's messages. He was a great speaker, motivator. He was a guy that helped drive you to become, a, a, as Michael has said and Ross has said, a better person. And a better person along the way, if they embrace the things that he's trying to help you to understand and be motivated by, you're going to come out. You can't, you can't be second. You're going you're to want to be on the top all the time. And I think that's, that's, that's how I see Arrow's messages. Well, you talked about showing up prepared to play. I think it was two weeks ago following the Ball State game, Brian Kelly said, we didn't prepare well. Mm -hmm. How much does showing up have to do with preparation throughout the week? And what did it look like for your guys' team? Well, it, it, to me, it's, it's the key. It's the key. You, you, you know, you, the game is over on Saturday. Sunday, you're you're watching films or evolving, getting ready. That that's it's you know, you, you can't do much about the future. I mean, the past. The past has happened. You got to work on the future, and so you got to look at the things that you didn't do well, and how to improve upon them. Because when you improve upon them, it's like I tell my students in the classroom. You you, you, you got to process. And, and winning games is a process. It's a mental and physical process. And when you understand that that's the process involved, you're going to be a winner. And the, the, the team has to evolve. And the team has to grow. The team has to have the motivation and the determination to want to be the best it can be. And if that doesn't happen, if everybody on the team, the people on the field, the people off the field, the people on the sidelines, if they don't have that same motivation and drive, you're, you're cutting yourself short. You're, you're not going to make it. And I just hope and pray that everybody on that field out there for Notre Dame, you know, I know Stanford is here and they're going to do the same, are there for the same common goal. You know, stop the other team, put points in the end zone. And until that, ha if that happens today, I hope Notre Dame comes out on top. Willie, I appreciate you taking some time. This is the part of the show now where you get to go eat Fisher's Tips. <laughs> but before we let you go, if you could just real quick, a couple of keys to today's game and potentially a score prediction on how you think it'll end up. Geez, oh, score predictions, keys to the game. I think the, I, I think the key is putting the right quarterback in for the right, posi right possessions to help us to, to, to be a victorious. Uh, certain situations require certain certain people to be in. Uh, defensively, I just think we can we can control some of their t 
tight ends. They're big tight ends. I think we can control those. It's just going to take more effort. Uh, Score-wise, uh, I don't know. I'm not very good predictor of scores. <laughs> uh, probability was is sort of my kick, but it's not. It's not what I do. <laughs> you know, I just like to see Notre Dame be out on top. Awesome. Well, hey, thank you so much. Enjoy the barbecue. Uh, you're listening to the Game Day Show with Evan Sharpley. When we come back. We'll have Mike Townsend, Ross Browner, and Al Samuels. This is your home for Fighting Irish Football, 96.1 FM, 9.60 AM, WSBT. This is the Game Day Show with Evan Sharpley on your home for Fighting Irish Football, 96.1 FM, 9.60 AM, WSBT. We're brought to you by the Hearing Aid Service, providing you quality, affordable, digital listening solutions you can depend on. Hearth and Home, Kurt Outdoor Living, Black Lightner Door, and Made by Hemp and Elkhart wants to educate you about their hemp-derived CBD oil, products, anti-inflammatory, beauty products, extracts, and pet supplements. We're live from Ivy Cordon and Suites. If you're in the area, stop by for some free Fisher's Tips and Chips barbecue. We're talking to Ross Browner, Mike and Willie Townsend. And now we have, in the house, Al Samuels. Al, Al how are you doing? Hey. Al Sam. In the house. Do you guys want to conduct this interview? <laughs> Go for it. Ross, Ross, what, what should be the lead-in question here for Al? Um... Uh, when you when you talk to me about coming to Notre Dame, what really uh, made you motivate to get me to come to Notre Dame? Oh, that was simple. That was uh, Eric Parsegian. All right, <laughs> made, made me come to well, Notre Dame. That's the main drive. I came up here. It was a snowstorm, worst snowstorm in 20 years. You know? <laughs> come on now. So I I've heard really... a lot. I've heard a lot of stories just like that. It's always the worst snowstorm. Well, as a matter of fact, we had to hold on to the, uh, yeah, uh, what you call it, getting off the airplane, you know. So we got into the room at Morrison, cold the ramp. ramp, whatever. <laughs> it was cold as heck, you know. So yeah, yeah. So that 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 Sunday morning, it was definitely Coach Parsegian. My goodness, Coach Parsegian. Well, Willie said he had uh, the recruiting line for Mike. What was Era's recruit recruiting pitch to you then? Oh wow! Uh, just just his demeanor. I mean, just just meeting him. I mean, just just walking into the room, and you know, he gave me a handshake and sat down. He wanted to sit down and talk. Coach Packner was in there, and uh, it was a great conversation. I never forget it. You know, so that 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 sold me on the Notre Dame. Mike, you've got the next question. Oh, <laughs> okay. Uh, did you come in uh, for a recruit? Did you come in with Ross and uh, the fellas for uh, the recruiting? <laughs> no, the recruiting? no, 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 uh, no, no, no. I just remember because we uh, that no. evening when we had a recruit, we had a few no, end no. up being out of that recruit group. We end up getting four All-Americans out of that recruiting group. <laughs> no, 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 and, no. Now, you weren't part of that? No, 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 no. You now, sure? I, I'm positive. I came in, uh, Bobby Washington hosted me. Okay. I came in with Wayne Bullock. Oh, okay. Wayne Bullock and I were from the same hometown, Newport News, Virginia. Okay. And and that that that's that stuck it right there. That was that no, so I didn't even meet the Ross. You know, no Ross came in a couple of years later after yeah. me. Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. right. That's yeah, right. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. So okay. uh the other question I want to ask. Yes, sir. Be, being that you was on offense and uh, we used to have our <laughs> <laughs> We used to have our throwdowns all do, during the week. Uh, I noticed you guys would always get up and want to think that you all could beat our defense. And we wanted to make sure you weren't allowed. Did you guys have, used to get your back together to well, come up special the best, the best way to answer that question, all I have to do is look this man, Ross, and I. <laughs> Did we handle our business on offense, Ross? Uh, no. <laughs> I knew the answer to that. <laughs> no, 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 no. No, strictly offense. Man. No, no, strictly no, just, offense. But, it, it, 
what do I, you I was see? not of that behavior being on the defensive player. So yeah, that, that, yeah. yeah, yeah. No, I heard that. <laughs> uh, but being that you've been an offensive player and you're here amongst two one of the uh, uh, unique kind of defensive players, <laughs> what like, do you see? I like how you use. <laughs> what do you see in the offense that we have out there playing Stanford today that is really outstanding to you? And, and real quick too, Jafar Armstrong right now, one of sure. the leading rushers, is out today. Sure. Um, so they are yeah. going to be short one running back. Dexter right. Williams will be back today. So uh-huh. that's uh, that's kind of what's going on in the running back room. Thanks right for now. Ha- helping me out. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, it, was your, it was a layup right there. All I'm going to say is, you know, from last week, from you know, the switch at quarterback. May have helped them. Right. May have helped them to play the way I think they should have been playing all along. So maybe, you know. So. Okay. That's all I'm going to say about that. Okay. <laughs> he is going to. Go ahead. Right. Well, yeah, we've got two 4 0 teams, two undefeated teams. Um, if, if you're looking at keys for today's game, for an Irish victory, uh, for them to move them to 5 0, what would be two or three things that you would, if you were a coach, you're in the locker room, you're talking to this team, um, that you would really hone in on um, that would ultimately lead in the W today? Well, it, that's, that's, I would look at it like what I just told. Um, What's your name? Uh, <laughs> Al Sam. <laughs> no, no, um, the, the play on offense is, is really key. I think it's consistency on offense that they made uh, progress. You know, not not just fumbling around. They made progress on offense. Special teams is going to be a big picture, and then the defense. I think is 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 by far you know going to hold up and do a job. So those offense, you know, with new quarterback coming in, the defense and special teams. I think is uh, take it in. Mike, let's let's toss it to you. It's your time to shine. Uh, a couple of keys, um, and your brother he said no to the score prediction. If you'd like to, you're more than welcome. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, I see. Uh, and believe it or not, as good as our defense is, and as good as their offense is, and as good as uh, their defense is, I see a high-scoring game. And the reason being is that you know, in games like this where quality play meets quality play. Usually, offense would get the upper hand because most of the calls, both from the standpoint of defense and offense, is for the offense. So I think it'll be a high-scoring game. I I call it 34-24. All golden dumb. Well, you're listening to the Game Day Show with Evan Sharpley on your home for Fighting Irish Football. We're talking with Mike Towns and Al Samuels. And now we're going to kick it to Ross Browner. A couple of keys for today's game and a score prediction. well, you know, I love the defense. You know, I'm a defensive guy, so I, I love how I, we I play haven't, I defense. haven't recognized that. <laughs> <laughs> defense, well, defense. Pretty good defense. I mean, I, we, we, get, we got it. We got it. I mean, that number 55, that nose tackle getting in there, slapping them around. And, and oh, man, that just excites me. I mean, I get You're ready so to go. <laughs> and then, um, of course, our offense. Uh, uh, we already said the book's going to play, and uh, he's going to be throwing that pass and being more precision. And I think our wide receiver. And our tight end are going to be big, big items in this game because their defense—it's okay, but you know the defensive backfield—they still can be vulnerable. And I think that's where we're going to attack them at. And um, with our running backs, I'm looking for them to blossom out. I'm looking for somebody to just break out and just take over, you know, because we need somebody like that in the backfield to be able to help out. Book. We're getting some more yardage and all that type of thing. So it's going to be a great game. I think it's going to be a high scoring. Uh, 34, 24. 
Okay, I can go with that. I can go with that. Okay, as long as we coming out with the Irish winner. Fighting Irish, baby, we're going to win. All right. Hey, Amen. Well, well, real quick, be- before we go, um, I asked Luther Bradley this a couple weeks ago, and Mike, I think I already know your answer. But, Ross, now, you guys think you could still suit it up and play? Uh, <laughs> no. Not, 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 no, I-, I think I'd rather watch. <laughs> Mike? Oh, oh, you would, actually. You're going to go, uh, go opposite Julian Love? <laughs> <laughs> That'd be a pretty good. Oh boy, I tell you, <laughs> that'd be a uh, good combination. I tell you, I could go four downs. <laughs> <laughs> Well, hey, guys, appreciate you taking some time. Uh, go grab some Fisher's Tips and Chips barbecue, tailgate, enjoy right. the day, and hopefully we see an Irish victory tonight. Thank You're you. listening Thank to the Game you. Day Show with Evan Sharpley, and you're home for Fighting Irish Football, 96.1 FM, 9.60 AM, WSBT. The Game Day Show is brought to you by State Farm Insurance Agent Tim Growl. For all your insurance needs, call Tim at 232-9981. United Beverage, encouraging you to enjoy, responsibly, drink wiser, wings, etc., grill and pub, good food, great times, and online ordering. Go to wingsetc.com and Zolman's Tire and Auto, trusted community service for over 40 years. I'm your host Evan Sharpley on your home for Fighting Irish Football 961 FM, 960 AM WSBT. We're live here at Ivy Court and in Suites. We still have Fisher's Tips and Chips Barbecue. This is the part of the show where I give you my keys to the game. First off, we're looking at turnovers, red zone efficiency, and I think this game is going to come down to quarterback play, either Ian Book or Brandon Winbush and K.J. Costello for Stanford Cardinal. I'm going to take the Irish in a close one here, 24-23. And just a reminder, next week, Notre Dame travels to Virginia Tech. No kickoff time has been set yet when a kickoff is announced. Listen for game day approximately four and a half hours prior to kickoff, and listen to WSBT during the week for that time. A big thanks to Vince here on site. Matt Embry back in the studio. Jessica from Ivy Court Inn and Suites. Fisher's Tips and Chips Barbecue, which again, if you're in the area, please stop by. We have plenty of food still to go around. For all of us at WSBT, I'm Evan Sharpley. Enjoy the game and go Irish. everyone, Saltgrass Steakhouse is now open in Mishawaka. Wrangle up the crew and head down to Saltgrass Mishawaka for an unforgettable experience. Sink your teeth into mouth-watering, char-grilled, certified Angus beef steaks. Sip on ice-cold craft cocktails. And don't forget to try the famous Spicy Range Rattlers, all made daily in the Scratch Kitchen. Start making delicious memories at Saltgrass Mishawaka, 5126 North Main Street, across from Lazy Boy Furniture Galleries. Dine with us today. 